Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. I think. Really? Yeah. Right before I went on spring break. Oh, that yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. So, quick update. Went on spring break. It was awesome. Um, well, it was, it was, it was more just a vacation. It wasn't really what we know as spring break. Not my spring break. No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't at that level. I wasn't at that level. Um, nice little place uh, outside of Sarasota, Florida. Um, fun time with my sister. Awesome. Um, yeah. What so. was that? What was your highlight? Uh, the highlight was probably getting drunk and watching Champions League soccer. Wow. Yeah. What a highlight that is. It's a good. I mean, it's a pretty good <laughs> highlight. It's a pretty good highlight. I, my shins got sunburned. Your shins did get sunburned. They got roasted. Eric Eric's shins were uh, peeling. They were. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the whole front <laughs> front layer of skin is just no, it's just no longer there. Um, but yeah, that happened the first day, and it that's, sucked. That's hard to come back from, <clears throat> dude. It sucked. Um, it like hurt to walk. That's I'd say your shins are like the top of your ears are like the two Ooh, most yeah. forgettable parts too. Yeah, that's very true. Sunscreen. See, I over I, I my shoulders always get it. Mm. So I overemphasized my shoulders and just neglected my legs. Classic. <laughs> um, yeah, it was weird. I would like walk and like the pressure that I emit when I walk <laughs> would like hurt because my nerves were so like, like firing. Uh-huh. They were firing so hard because of the sunburn. Um, God, that's awesome. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I got made fun of. Um but other than that, it was a good time. Um, and then, uh, then I, I've been dog sitting the past two weeks um, for my one of my best friends from high school and college. Um, and yeah, that's about it. How was the How was the dog? The dog was the dog's a dog, <laughs> man. It's just you expect you you expect more out of animals. But they just don't give it to you. They just don't. <laughs> they disappoint most of the time, I would say. Um, at least, if they're not yours. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because they, yeah. they just don't know you that well. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were walking down um, one of the main drags in Nashville that's off of Broadway. It's called 12 South. And I was walking down there. It was like 10 or ten or 11 on, I think, a Wednesday and I had taken the dog to the park 
walked it for like 45 minutes and I was just making a loop because this wasn't a waste time. As we are almost back to my car, like maybe 300 feet away from my car, this dog just decides to shit in the middle of the <laughs> sidewalk. The middle of the sidewalk. And I have no bag with me. And it's just, it was a nasty shit <laughs> as well. It was so gross. And um, so I end up like dragging the dog back to my car. Um and I, I luckily I had like a, a a Target bag, like a plastic bag in my car, and I I, try, I tried to pick it up <laughs> the best you I did could. Your best. <laughs> but oh, it man. was rough, and uh, yeah, I think some woman even like I think some woman outside the store where the dog shit like saw the dog shit, saw me walk away, and then saw me come back and pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> so oh man um but yeah man other than that the dog's just it's a dog it's a dog he's a dog doing dog stuff uh how is uh work ramping up work is ramping up yeah um i'm pretty much gonna gonna live there for the for this month the, yeah, so if people don't know the NFL draft is in Nashville the NFL draft is in Nashville um Preparations for the draft, I believe, are starting this week. Is this the first time it's been outside of New York? So it has been in New York or Chicago. Okay. And last year it was in Dallas. Oh, okay. And I, I believe it's been in Philadelphia as well. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but um, Nashville did get it this year. Yeah. Um, That's big time. It'll it'll be huge. Yeah. It's gonna be wild that weekend as well. So the, the the Nashville Marathon is also that weekend, which brings for the NFL draft. Uh, the NFL I read is expecting around three hundred thousand people, um, and then in addition, there are around thirty thousand runners. Yeah. Uh, around around thirty thousand runners in yeah. the Nashville Marathon. So I can tell you one thing: I'm not leaving the house that weekend. It, I'm not leaving the house. Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be busy. It's gonna be long. I'll I'll need to stock up on emergency and like <laughs> coffee and caffeine tablets. Just a lot. Just a lot to keep. You I'm going. just gonna make a smoothie of like five hour energies. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Speaking of five hour energies, just really quick. Yeah. If you take two five hour energies, do you get double the energy for five hours, or do you get ten hours of energy? Oh shit! <laughs> you would hope that it'd be ten hours, right? <laughs> or you're just going like extra hard for five hours. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it's a good. That's a good question, though. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Barstool does. Have you seen those videos they do? Uh-uh. They do. Well, it's the, it's with the, like the comedians. They ask them like, that would you rather do this or rather have that?" Oh yeah, yeah. They have some good ones. Um, anything else happening? Um, not really, man. Uh, I've just I've been going to Broadway too much. Which one time is too much? One time is too much, but it hooks you. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. It's how much <laughs> is too much. Um. It's a good time. It's fun. Oh, no, it's fun. It's fun. fun. Um, There's a reason people go there. 
It's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. I was in a flag football tournament. Um, oh, yeah. For the Special Olympics. That was at uh, Nissan Stadium. We we played five games. I had uh, two touchdowns. Okay. And I believe an interception. So Solid. Pretty, Playing both pretty sides. Good performance. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sweet. I don't I don't think I have a future in the league, but Hey. <laughs> a little training. A little training can get you far. Not at least at least not on the, the offensive or defensive side of the ball. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe special, on the sidelines. Special teams. Or special on the sidelines. Side, side side <laughs> I have a spot on the sidelines. Put on <laughs> put on a pair of headphones. Um Okay. Well, since we've been off the air for a good while, I I had a good amount of stories to choose from, um, but I chose to uh, one story uh, started me in South America, in the Amazon, and uh, we're gonna hang out in South America for this episode. Um, should be drinking uh, Malbec, some wine. Oh, we should. Yeah. Huh. I have a bottle. Yeah, well, you can, uh, when we go over our Argentina story, you can get well, a little preface on your... We'll discuss. Um, exploration into the Argentine countryside. Um, so, yeah, this first story uh, is from Argentina, and it concerns, um, it concerns a cryptid down there. Um, Kyle, you want to take this one? Yeah, so um, this is from Mysterious Universe. was published uh, two days ago. Um, more, more or less, a, a Bigfoot, an, Ar- <laughs> an Argentine, South American Bigfoot uh, called Um... Do you know how to pronounce it? I, I was saying Ukumar. That, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's what they call it. Um... There have been reports that uh, there is a murder mm. in in Argentina. Mm. Um, so uh, the story goes that the uh, Ukumar, aka the, the the Argentine Bigfoot, hangs around in the mountains in between Chile and Argentina. Okay. Um, the night before this apparent murder. There were tracks and crying. They ended up discovering tracks, mm-hmm. but uh, dogs were crying and barking. A farmer noticed that his, um, some of his, I believe, goats were missing. Uh, so he came outside the next day and he found a footprint. Uh, the footprint was around uh, five and a half inches wide and around ten and a half inches long. Okay. So ten and a half inches. Let's see, ten and a half. So a lot larger than <coughs> the typical human foot, at least width wise. A ten and a half shoe size. Let's see. Five and a half. I mean, yeah, that's an odd. I mean, dude, five and a half is a pretty wide a pretty wide foot yeah it's a strange shape for sure um so it'd, it'd be like a tie a size like 10 shoe like 10 10 and a half but very wide yeah i mean yeah. dude five a five inch wide yeah that's 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 a good size uh so the the local newspaper reports uh 
the origin of the mythical beast is credited to a historian, writer, and poet, Carlos Jesus Miata, uh, who, who wrote this kind. This being is a kind of hybrid between human and animal with a mixture of bear, man, and monkey. It arose to carnal relations between compadres and comrades or between a patron and a servant where the sun was hidden in some forest or jungle and ended up living in the forest. And that is how the humanoid would have emerged. Wow. Okay. Um, so there have been uh, a couple sightings of in this specific area mm-hmm. that date back to 2010 um, when two men were killed uh, and beheaded Two men were killed, and then the humanoid creature was ultimately ended up being beheaded. Okay. Um, did you happen to look at the picture of in the link? So here's here's the picture. Let me see this picture. If you don't look at it. Oh, it looks. I did Ill. not see that one. So it kind of looks like a monkey. It does. It looks like a monkey with, I mean, the teeth are. It has the two. Um, like incisors, I oh, think. Inc- oh. I think they're incisors. The sharp, the sharp dog teeth. Right. Yeah, it has those. Kind of weird looking. Uh, pretty, pretty weird looking. So, yeah. So they ended up. Um, uh, a rancher and his nephew ended up killing that after the uh, supposed murders in 2010. Okay. I found a. Um, Supposed sighting from um, May of 1958. A group of campers in, in a town uh, 50 miles from Santiago, Chile. Yes. It's just as Santiago, Chile. Like, Chile, the, uh-huh. the, no, the uh... meal. Not, <laughs> not uh, I-L-E, it's I-L-I. <laughs> so someone messed up there. But they, I get the point. They reported that they saw an eight-man. Um, police were called out to investigate, um, and they swore they that they had seen an enormous man covered in hair. Um, that's all. That's all it leaves there. Um, a geologist in '56 found a 17-inch-long human-like footprint on the Argentina side of the of the Andes, at a height of over 16,000 feet. The following year, similar tracks were discovered in um, <clears throat> the province of La Salta, Argentina. Not long after, residents of Tolor Grande informed newspaper reports, newspaper reporters of a nightly course of what they described an eerie, as an eerie um, calls emanating from the Kurukuru Mountains. Um, and then um, there's... Also, this local creature that the letters are different, but it's basically it's the same. The Ukumar um, that frightens has been frightening a community for some time, according to anthropologist um, Pablo Latapi Ortega. And um, apparently, there's a traditions of like eight men, but you see that in many cultures around around mm-hmm. the world. There's these stories of eight men, um, so. So the the Ukumar is also the name of a uh, it says a nearly extinct bear mm-hmm. 
uh, that it has black fur everywhere except it looks like it's fa its face. Um, that is uh, the only bear native to South America. However, oh. it's primarily vegetarian. Okay. Well, that would rule out attacking livestock. Right. For uh, sure. Goats. Goats, yeah. And murdering people. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, There's one in the Houston Zoo. For our American listeners. I did see that. I did see that. It's kind of a cute bear. It's a very cute bear. I mean, some people say grizzlies are cute. I don't think grizzlies are cute. Grizzlies, they're they're cute maybe because they're furry, but like... No, this guy looks like a house bear. This guy a looks like bear, a house bear. If you will. <laughs> a lap bear. Um, there's a description. Maybe It was either in, in the Mysterious Universe or a different article that was like... Comparing it to, of a cross between like a man, bear, ape, and yeah, yeah. it was in this one. It was in it was yeah. a man, bear, ape, and I just thought of a man, bear, pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, part of me wants to hear stories of like a man, bear, pig, like out there somewhere. Maybe Alex Jones knows of a I man, was, bear, I was pig. gonna say ha has to be. As he has to know. I feel the like story. man, bear, pig is one of the most legendary episodes of. South Park. Oh, ha has to be one of the, yeah, has to be one of the most. I've only ever watched clips of South Park. I've never, like, watched the show, but yes, definitely is. Um, but yeah, that's really all, there's really, I, I, I didn't, all the information I found was, like, just saying the same things. Mm -hmm. um, Un unsolved. Unsolved, yes. Um, I don't know. That picture's kind of strange of the head, but yeah, I'm not familiar with many ape or uh, monkey species, so uh, me neither. It looks weird to me, but to someone who's familiar with those animals, it might not. Mm -hmm. it might be like, oh, that's this or whatever. Sus, a little sus. Um, sweet. Well, let's stay in the Amazon. The Andes mount, the Andes mountains are pretty remote. They are very beautiful. Oh, and they're huge. Huge. I mean, dude, they go all. I mean, they go all the way down Chile mm -hmm. and into uh, Argentina. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like the whole border between yeah. Chile and Argentina. It's like almost half the continent of South America. <laughs> I mean, that's nuts. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. All I'm saying is a lot of it is, is, is untouched. Oh, completely. Well, I mean, these next two stories just... I mean, we all know how, how insane the Amazon is and how untouched it is. These next two stories... We'll highlight that. We'll highlight that. <laughs> so, we're staying in South America, as I previously mentioned. Um, moving out of the cryptid zone and moving into some Nazis. Um, at least for one of the articles. Um, so, this is concerning a... Um, a couple... Um, a couple Nazi... Um, Nazi dudes that tried to um tried to venture into the um Amazon back in 36 
before kind of World War Two was started, but the Nazis had established power in Germany, mm-hmm. and um, they talk about how. Well, I mean, I should say this. We all know that there were Nazis that moved to South America even before World War II started, but especially after as well. Many of them escaped to South America. Uh-huh. So um, the Brazilian government apparently wasn't as accepting as like the Argentinian government or... Maybe they just found places in Argentina. I know there are places in Argentina that are completely, like, German. Yeah. We've discussed this before, uh-huh. and you can look it up. It's not hard to find. Like, it's pretty well known that there are places in Argentina that are German, um, and that, like, still recognize, like, the, if not the master race, like, the superiority of German culture. Right. Um, but... So anyway, this is concerning these two guys that um, took this uh, took this trip down um, the Amazon, and um, they talk about how there was like there was like a major Nazi presence in like Sao Paulo, a town called San- Santa Catarina, and Rio de Janeiro. Um, and there were over a, one million um, German people in Brazil in the 30s, um, which I mean is a good amount for moving to another country. It's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Especially in the, especially in the 30s. Especially in the 30s, like that took a lot of work to get that, there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you didn't just, just like... hop on a plane with a couple of bags. <laughs> right, you didn't go to. Uh... The nearest ticket window, and you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> next trip to Sao Paulo, please. Nope, nope. Um, and apparently there were, um, there was b- sort of like a, uh, uh, this like saying that Brazil offered spacious immigration and settlement possibilities for Nordic peoples for the more advanced white race. It offers outstanding possibilities for exploitation. So, part of me is like, (laughs) as a as someone from Northern Europe, like, why would you want to move to like the complete opposite environment? It's warmer, but it also is like disease ridden, like insects. At least Brazil is. Argentina is a little different. The, the parts of Argentina are yeah. different. Um, I'm sure that that bit, the disease bit, wasn't as highlighted as... Oh, for, no, I mean for sure. The warmer weather and... <laughs> the beaches. The possibility of, of a better life. The beaches of Rio. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, so in 1935, the Nazis launched a scheme to conquer the Amazon Basin. Under the code name the Guyana Project, um, so it started under the disguise of being a research expedition along the border of French Guiana and Brazil. <coughs> Excuse me, and it was led by a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker. His name 
is Otto Schultz Kompfenhenkel. Great name. I was going to say, all-time name. Yep. Um, he happened to be a member of the Nazi party and a full member of the SS. Uh, joining him was Joseph, I think it's Greenier. Uh-huh. Greenier. Um, <clears throat> he was a Nazi soldier. Um, and they're supposedly, um, <clears throat> they're supposedly collecting um, animal specimens, studying native tribes, um, and it focused on a tributary of the Amazon called the uh, Hari River, J-A-R-I, Hari River. Um, and so, yeah, they're basically uh, they're basically just scouting out areas for possible like Third Reich expansion. Right. Um, but as they penetrated deep into the jungle, um, it became apparent that they were just like not prepared. And over their heads. <laughs> Definitely. Um, they were plagued by disease, uh, inhospitable jungle conditions. They were constantly lost, saved by native tribes. Um, they were also, um, well, they also contracted disease. Um, Schultz Kompfenhenkel contracted a horrific bout of diphtheria, and Greenier died of a mysterious fever. And the plane that they'd been using to go from place to place uh, crashed. So, uh, yeah, that sucks. Um, the whole project basically uh, was scrapped. Um, the head of the SS, Heinrich Himmler, um, because he was involved, expressed hope for continuing efforts, saying, given time, the plan may be submitted again. Um, so the schultz Kompfenhenkel guy, he lived... Um, through World War II, uh, he was arrested as a POW by the Americans, um, and he died in Germany in 89. Um, the Nazi party never made it in Brazil. It became illegal in 38 by the Brazilian government. And, um, there's a giant grave marker of Joseph Grinier, um, in the Amazon, and it's like nine feet tall. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's basically just the just the story of the failed. It's a uh, it's pretty crazy. From what uh, the article says, it says some of like the artifacts and stuff have been uh, relatively like untouched. Yeah. Just because again, like you're in the jungle and like the um, native people have kind of just stayed away and gone on, you know, living their lives. Yeah. Just like nothing happened. <laughs> Just like it never happened. It's crazy how like you can you can you can build up and plan and do this giant expedition and then you get there, your shit gets destroyed, few guys die, one person makes it back and like no one gives a shit about what you did. I mean dude failed. I mean yeah, it was unsuccessful. So I mean just like anything that's unsuccessful, no one I guess no one else is just astronomical failure no one really like recognizes it <laughs> no one, i mean no one celebrates like <clears throat> losses mediocre failure yeah <laughs> yeah so it's uh yeah they um they had a pretty rough go of it in the jungle thank goodness yeah i thank mean goodness i i would never ever want to do that jungle is my least favorite of the uh 
geographical areas. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, man, I could not imagine going from Germany to the Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it has to just be like, like you don't, I don't know how you prepare for that. Constant dehydration. I mean, either you're drinking not enough or the water you're drinking is not good. It, right, it's killing. It's going to kill you. I mean, yes, something's going to kill you. It's crazy. Some of the, some of these pictures that they have are, um, they're, they're pretty cool. Like of, of the uh, kind of the, the structures they built. One of them is them like going up the river, like yeah. I don't know. It, 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 I, historically, it's it's very cool to see that. Kind of just kind of how it all plays out. No, I know. No, yeah, it is. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the Nazis were the Nazis were known for like launching like expeditions mm-hmm. into like. I mean, they went into like the Himalayas. I mean, if you're if you're doing world domination, you gotta you gotta hit the, all all corners of the world. You gotta scope them out. <laughs> gotta scope out those places. Well, we know they're in Antarctica. I mean, we that's do. like common knowledge. Everyone knows that. So <laughs> clearly, that's common knowledge. Yeah. Um. So, as I went on this theme of the Amazon, I started. Um, I think I originally saw the headline on Mysterious Universe, but I started digging into it more. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, uh, uh, Henry Ford, Ford Motor Company, in the 1920s bought um, like millions of acres in Brazil. Um, So they, obviously the Ford Motor Company made cars. Um, They pretty much um, had a monopoly on every part of the car because in America they were like the only ones making cars. Right, they they were the first people to uh, get that assembly line rolling. Exactly. So that's the way to do it. That's how you are able to just pump them out because yeah. when you own all the you know parts of the, parts of the machine, you can just just bring them in and knock it. it out. Yeah. Yeah. So they owned every part except rubber. So they pretty much could do whatever they wanted with all the other materials, but rubber was like one thing that was not uh, obtained by Ford yet. I mean, obviously they were using it, but uh, he wanted more control over his Yeah, rubber. that control. Probably cheaper. Definitely cheaper. So he made a deal with the Brazilian government, of course. Um... To basically buy buy an area of land from them, and they got a certain percentage. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was it wasn't a large percentage, um, but they they got a certain percentage of the uh, of the profits. So, what I didn't know though is that um, Brazil that is like the origin of rubber. 
Like, rubber only existed in Brazil up until 1876 when a British guy smuggled rubber seeds, rubber tree seeds, out of Brazil under a false patent. Or it was a patent, but it was a false... It wasn't uh-huh. for what he was taking oh, out. Right. Because no one would have let him just, oh, right. like... Take the rubber, right. Yeah, just... We're not just giving him this one dude <laughs> yeah, exactly. the secret to... Yeah. To, to rubber, to making rubber. So, this guy exports it and uh, takes it back to Britain. And I'm sure there's a whole history of how they got it to mm-hmm. out, elsewhere and started making their own rubber. Um, but, anyway, it's in Brazil. Ford gets this area. Um, <clears throat> he names it Fordlandia, which nice. is... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you would name it. <laughs> um, name it after yourself. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, so he has all these all these rubber trees. Um, they do go into how rubber was like first like made, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into too, de- too much detail, but basically, like you tap rubber and it. It, uh, from uh, from trees. From trees, yeah. Rubber rubber comes from trees. At least the old rubber does. Um, so these tappers would tap these trees, and they, it would excrete like this latex material, and they would boil this fluid until it turned into large balls of rubber to sell, and then they would sell the balls of rubber, and then whatever process mm-hmm. followed after that. Um, so, so Ford starts this massive project. <clears throat> um, they ship supplies um, on the Tapajos River, brought in American managers, hired Brazilian workers. Um, they started clearing land to build Fordlandia. Um, from the onset, things got bad. The workers that were in charge of clearing the land were attacked by ants, hornets, Scorpions again, the jungle. The jungle. We're back in the jungle. We're back in the jungle, and it's <laughs> literally eating us alive. Deadly pit vipers. Um, they did manage to clear the land. They built a town in the middle of the rainforest. Um, so Ford had this really, in hindsight, an insane vision. Uh-huh. Um, he envisioned to build this like midwestern town in the middle of the Amazon. We're put. We're putting Iowa, putting Iowa in Brazil. <laughs> so he grew up on a farm, and he basically was like, "I want <laughs> that in the Amazon." And all of them was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, why not?" You have, you, hey, if you have the money, hey, and we know he had the money. I uh, I just looked up um, that Ford's net worth would be around uh, two hundred billion dollars. Wow. And, okay. And uh, and this article was published um, in uh, 2019. Yeah. Uh, Entrepreneur magazine. <coughs> Entrepreneur.com. Man. I mean, yeah. He, so like... <laughs> you can try if you have the money. You can try to relocate Iowa to mm-hmm. Brazil. Damn. So. Yeah, I mean, he just wanted, like, a slice of America in 
his uh, in his hometown. Um, now, just a side note: Ford was known to be an extreme racist and anti-Semitic, and a definite anti-Semitic. So, just a just a side note there, um, in case you didn't know that. Um, so the company set up these rubber fields. Um, turns out though that um, <laughs> trees were too close together, and uh, yeah, it just wasn't. It just didn't work. Um, I mean, if you plant trees too close together, they aren't. They won't be able to grow properly. No, yeah, they won't be able to grow properly. They don't get the water they need. Um, so he built this massive, massive thing, and it just like did it. It didn't work. Um, it, it says that the the transports there were no roads, and their only transport was a nearby river. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Um, as one can only imagine, and as I've stated, there were climate issues and there were also culture issues. So people in Brazil, um, they were used to working early in the morning. Excuse me. I've been sick. They're used to working early in the morning and then taking a break during the hottest parts of the days. The old siesta. Exactly. Um, this did not fit in with Ford's ideal nine to five workday. Um, Ford had created an industrial system where workers could actually afford to buy the products they made. Mm -hmm. But in the Amazon, there wasn't that much to buy. <laughs> so there was no consumer society within the Amazon. Um, so uh, these workers didn't need any high wages because... Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, it was pretty much a work camp. So I, I'd like to talk about this real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. So that, uh, I, I don't know the whole schematic thing, but people criticize Nike for not paying. Nike, uh, Nike I, like, I get, like, has sweat, sweatshops and whatever, but yeah. I've, I've read where if they did pay, I understand they could probably pay better wages, but if they paid um, those workers, like, in Indonesia, what they pay obviously workers in the United States that it wouldn't work because like similar thing it's not a consumer yeah based society and you'd have like some of the wealthier people end up working just like in these yeah you know what I mean in these factories yeah it'd be it, it would uh, it, it would totally it... topple the the current you know economy of that of that yeah. town or village or it would throw know, it culture. out of sync for yeah. sure yeah um so, so yeah, I mean, if you have all these people with money, but there's nothing to buy, you know, it's not a consumer-based society. Your money doesn't mean anything unless you move and, and buy land elsewhere. Yep. Um, so apparently what happened is workers would come in, work for a few weeks or a few months, get some high wages, then go back into the jungle, produce their own food, maybe come back next year. Mm -hmm. um, and there, there was no consistent... Uh, Workflow. Um, so, again, Ford implementing his American ideals into this city in the middle of the Amazon. Um, 
he had this idea that society, how this society should be arranged and what people should enjoy. Um, so he loves square dancing, apparently. He met his wife at uh, square dancing. And uh, he decided to have a big dance hall built there for square dancing. Of course he did. Um, and I can imagine that the only people <laughs> there were the imported American workers. So, um, yeah, it's just, just kind of like, just kind of a mess. Um, for someone who had produced um, such a successful Ford Motor Company, it's kind of like weird and surprising that he would spend all this time and energy to set up something that just didn't make any sense. Um, it made sense in the idea that he was trying to create, he was trying to make his own rubber and have that as like a safe commodity for him. But um, his basically cultural ignorance just kind of threw it out of sync. I, w I was going to say with <clears throat> as successful as he was, um, I bet that he thought that he had the, the best ideas and that, you know, his ideas were the, were the quote, right ideas. Yeah. And take, like you said, taking that and throwing it into a culture that does, um, have siestas. Yeah. You know, and it is typically a little more laid back than the nine to five American workday. Uh, the, your well, just what you said, the cultural clash. It was never. I mean, it was never gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely never gonna work. Um, and I mentioned this previously, but what he also failed to do um, was learn anything about botany or agronomy um, before embarking on this experiment. Um, <laughs> It says he didn't trust experts at all. He, he said he is a he was a figure it out type uh, skeptical of fancy educations. Um, so the rubber trees, um, as I previously stated, had never been grown in the way that he wanted them in these dense plantation type of settings. I'm sure he's just trying to maximize. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Profits over what actually makes sense for. For sure. Rubber tree growing. Yep. So the trees are planted in tight rows. Um, and there were these, there were these like, there was a fungi and insects that just like ate them up as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so in this dense uh, environment, it ended up creating this area where the native bugs that fed on rubber trees were just chomping them up they were just all over the place um so that's about it um there are remnants of the uh of the fordlandia still um in the amazon so there's like old factories and mm -hmm. rundown ruins but yeah it's just kind of a I'd never heard of this. Like, this is the first time I just heard, read this like a couple weeks ago. 
Um, do uh, do people <clears throat> live there at all? It doesn't look like it now. Um, there's a couple of videos on the website I'm on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's a YouTube. There's like a BBC. It says Henry Ford's abandoned factory in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Google Maps. There you go. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. Love the things you know. I never knew. No, I, I never knew either. Um, I wonder if this was reported like at the time. Not a chance. <laughs> well, I mean, th- think we they didn't have the you know the, the constant updates and like media that. Yeah, yeah. We do, let alone a, a failed uh, project in, by one of in by Brazil. Yeah, by one of the biggest businessmen at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. The city was abandoned in 1934. Oh, wow. The town was mostly deserted with only 90 residents still living in the city. <laughs> However, it has the population has grown. So Portlandia has grown... Or uh, Portlandia. Fortland. Portlandia <laughs> has grown to around 3,000 people as of 2017. Is that so? so well, oh, shit. This is from Wikipedia. So okay. Well, uh, probably true. Probably. <laughs> 90%. Um, damn. Okay. So it was it was abandoned. Yeah. Um, but now people are making their way back. <coughs> nice. Oh yeah, and I don't think I don't think Ford ever went there. <coughs> I could not find a thing that said he went there. Um, Eric, I, I bet he didn't. It said he had orchestrated the whole fiasco from his home, thousands of miles away in Michigan. I bet he never made his way down to, to Fordlandia. So, that's tough. What are you going to do, baby? What are you going to do? But yeah. Cool. I thought that was a really cool story. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um. So yeah. The Amazon never ceases to amaze me either. It's just like everywhere you turn, there's like some crazy story. Did you, uh, did you read Heart of Darkness in high school? Uh, that book sounds familiar. It's a it's it's a high school classic. Okay. Um, it's just it's just about um, <clears throat> missionaries. God. Uh, no, just ex- people explorers that go into Africa. Um, similar thing though, into the jungle and like the deeper yeah. they go into the jungle, like basically the worse life gets for them. Okay. Um. In that, I know we're talking about South America, but like jungles, the jungle, like. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> Central Africa, the Congo, uh, yeah. Sim- similar climates. S- very similar. I <laughs> uh, probably maybe a little worse to be honest. Um, they got those big old uh, apes in in Africa. Those things will. Some of those things will attack you. Oh yeah, death is is imminent. Yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah, that's all I got. Um, I have been sick. If uh, if uh, if you couldn't tell, but I uh, I saw a Nashville ghost tour. Oh, we did. Where were we? Oh my gosh, we were heading down to Broadway. We were going to Broadway. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at us! Look at us! <laughs> yeah, there was a Nashville ghost tour. Like it looked like a retired hearse. <laughs> it oh, it was. That's what it was. It I, was a hearse. It's coming back to me. Is that what it is? A hearse? Her- hearse. The, the car hearse. that drives the... Yeah. Wait. Or is that the... 
No, it's a, it's a hearse. It's a hearse. That's yeah. the car. Yeah. Okay. The casket. It's the yeah the car. That's... A, hearse. A, a hearse is a vehicle used to carry dead and coffin casket. Yeah. Yeah. You had me. You had me. I was like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I couldn't remember. Um, well, yeah, they, they Cadillac hearse. Yeah, it was a converted hearse. It was. So it looks like they took the yeah like the the top off and people were sitting. Um, yep. Yeah, I just remember that. It looked fun. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to do that. I made a, I made a note on my computer and I went to my notes to see if I had yeah. any notes for the show and I was like, oh, I <laughs> do. <laughs> I might have to try that out with uh, Sandman. I'm sure he'd be down. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, sweet. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any other <clears throat> announcements. No, I have, I have no other announcements. Um, yeah. It's good to be back. Good to be back on. Um get back on a schedule feel like i gotta get back into back into a routine yeah, yeah r- routine is um can be a good thing yeah it can for sure for sure well sweet um you can catch us on itunes at world we live in podcast um catch us on podbean uh anywhere you can find podcasts spotify world we live in podcast um find us on twitter at world we live pod um, I will be on Parareality Radio once a month um, as a sort of co-host, um, and yeah, that's a good time. Um, you can check that out at Parareality Radio. Uh, just search it in Google, and you can find out all that stuff there. Um, yeah. I just I just got some details. You got it. There are three different tours. <laughs> okay. Ghost tour. <laughs> Um, it's twenty five dollars, and it says beverages permitted. Oh, so. ghost tour, then go to Broadway. <laughs> I bet Nashville has some good history. I would guarantee. Yeah, I mean, it's been around. There's a battle in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Well, sweet. Thank you guys for listening. Um, <laughs> good info from Kyle. If you're ever in Nashville, and uh, go to Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time.